0: Yo, 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 welcome back to the show. You are listening to The High Powered What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the show. It's your boy, Chase Inspires. Oh, please, for the love of God, just call me Chase. How are you guys doing today, man? I am super stoked. Pumped up. I'm excited. I can't wait to dive into today's episode because we are continu- continuing our discussion over the eight areas of wellness. And today, what I want to do is I want to focus on social wellness your social well-being, how well you communicate with other people, what's your relationships like, how can we build that up. Yes, and what I want to do is I want to give you five things to do in social situations that can improve your sociability. Is that a word, sociability? Sociability. Your ability to be social. So thank you guys for being here. Guys, I think back to Uh, different times in my life and especially, you know, the past few months, the past year, I've really been in a season where I haven't been as social as I usually am. You know, I love being around people and I love interacting and, and laughing and joking and having fun and just communicating and sharing ideas and stuff like that. But to be honest, the past little bit of time I've have neglected that area. I've put it on the back burner. It's really lacked focus. You know, I've been focused more on my, my home life and my business and growing other things and trying to tighten up finances, different things like that. And so the social aspect of my wellness honestly has suffered a little bit. And so it's important to begin to, you know, uh, be able to be conscientious of those different areas and see, oh, yeah, I am neglecting that area. Oh, this area is, you know, getting a lot of work and a lot of attention and knowing how to find that balance, right? And so, although the social aspect of my whole areas of wellness thing has been going, you know, uh, there was a time when social wellness was number one on my list. Um, <clears throat> and I'll be honest with you guys, I'll, I'll kind of be open, I'll be transparent. There was a time in my life when I had no social wellness. I had poor relationships with my family. I didn't really have a lot of friends. I was very alone and secluded and kind of stuck in my own head. I was going through a lot and I made an effort to say, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm going to become the social person that I know I am. You know, uh, all through high school, I had a ton of friends, you know, in college and stuff. I I hung out with a lot of people, but there was this gap in time when I was so locked in my head and conscious about uh, what others might think of me and and what was going on in my life that it was limiting me. It was actually keeping me from reaching my ultimate potential and ultimately my social life suffered. And so I said, you know what? I'm taking care of this. I'm going to get out and become social, you know? And so I started doing things like, you know, going to bookstores, going to coffee shops, going out to bars, doing all these different things and trying to make an extra effort to hang out with people, even people who weren't necessarily my close friends. I would still spend time with them and hang out with them just so I was exercising and strengthening that social aspect of my life. And so it put me in situations where, you know, ideally on a uh, a spectrum of I'm trying to relive uh, I'm trying to live an optimized life. I wasn't really moving towards that, but I was strengthening that social wellness. You know, like I said, going out late at night and spending time in bars and sometimes drinking and doing stuff like that. But I was exercising that social um, that social aspect as far as uh, communicating with people and bonding and doing these different things. And so um, I think back to that time and how that area became super hyper um, uh, utilized and strengthened. And I think back to now and trying to find the balance between those two places is honestly, I think, a healthy place to be. Now, all, this obviously uh, depends from person to person, right? So you've got to find what works for you. But social wellness is so super important to our ultimate health you know like i we go back to the uh, definition given by the world health organization social well-being is the top three important things according to them so um let's define social wellness uh, What we say is it's building and nurturing meaningful and supportive relationships with individuals, groups, and communities, right? And here's what I want to tell you. You know, you might say, well, I'm not, I'm just not a social person. You know, I'm introverted. I I like being at home and spending time alone by myself. And here's what I want to tell you. Being social is a skill that can be developed. You're not born, you know, the most social person in the world. You know, it's something that can be learned. It's something that can be developed. So if you feel like, man, I'm just not the most social person Good news is you can strengthen it. It takes getting out of your comfort zone. And let's be real here. Some people pick this up easier than other people due to their upbringing and their natural natural characteristics, but ultimately you can learn to become more sociable, okay? And so there's three factors when it comes to building social skills with other people, right? The first one is your communication. You know, that's the tangible I'm speaking to and I'm listening from another person, right? The second thing is building trust and rapport, you know, having that bond that's being developed between two people or a group and yourself. And then the third thing is conflict management. You know, how easy is it to get along with you? How uh, able are you to carry on a conversation and even, you know, Debate people without getting into a heated argument, right? These are all important communication skills that uh, are ultimately going to not only boost your social wellness but also just help you grow in your community and stuff. And trust me, guys, when I'm talking about this stuff, I'm trying to grow in these areas as well. Ultimately, what we want to do is we want to be able to show respect for ourselves, for others, and different cultures, all while still being grounded in who we are, our values, our personal beliefs, all that different stuff, right? So guys, let's talk about the five ways, the five things that you can do in social situations that's actually going to boost and improve your social wellness. Let's dive right into it. Number one. This is where I started when I started trying to improve my social wellness. It's make small talk with random people. And so when you go out to the store, Hey, how's it going? Who cares? Talk about the weather. Like, yeah, small talk is for the birds, but also it's going to help you strengthen that. And it just helps you connect with other people. I think making the small talk, you know, Hey, how's your day going? You know, uh, you know, thanks so much for this coffee. I really appreciate it. How's work been going for yourself? These little things actually impact people's lives because We're so glued to our phones these days. We're so stuck in our heads about, you know, what we've got to do and what's next and what we've got to accomplish all this different stuff that we miss the ultimate connections that we're making between people. And I love the fact that we have this. World, the society where you know you can place an order on your phone, then you you pull up somewhere, you say your name, and boom, your order's ready. You're out of the way, right? It helps things more. Um, it helps things become more quick and efficient, so that we can, you know, get to do the important things that we want to do in our lives. However, we're missing some of the important communication aspects. I went to a uh, a small like little diner the other day. And when I was there, it's like I kind of I felt like I went back in time because a lot of the clientele there were older people, you know, and and they come in and the waitress knows their name and knows their order and they're just there and it's kind of felt like I was in an episode of Cheers, right? Everybody kind of knows each other and you know you're actually sitting there having a conversation with somebody rather than just being on your phone. It was just kind of cool to see. That happen, And so I'm kind of getting out of the way a little bit, but make small talk with random people. You know, whoever is giving you your coffee, ask them how their day is going. If you were in the bookstore or something like that, and you see somebody looking at a book, you might ask them, Hey, have you read something like that before? Just make conversation, make a connection with somebody. It doesn't have to be this lengthy drawn out conversation, but just be genuine and start a small conversation. Number two, when you are in a conversation, maintain eye contact. But don't be creepy with it, right? So make the eye contact, you know, nodding the head and and just being a part of the conversation. But also know when to break that eye contact and look away and stuff like that. There's something powerful about eye contact that says, "Oh, this person is connecting to me. This person is listening to me." Eye contact is huge. There's a strengthening a, a strengthening of trust and uh, a bonding thing that happens when we lock eyes with another person and we maintain that, right? And we say, you know, what's this saying? It's like, you know, the eyes are the window to the soul. You know, so there's an intimacy of maintaining eye contact for uh, an, ex- uh, 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 an extended amount of time. Like I said, though, know when to break away so it doesn't become like this creepy thing, like you're about to attack their face or something, right? Um, number three, listen more than you speak okay ask questions to the other person there's a, there's a, a a quote that says learn to be interested rather than be interesting you know and you know these people who they've always got something to say and it's this look at me it's this I'm loud I'm flamboyant I'm I'm boisterous and there may be a time when you do that however I think it's more important to be interested in what other people are saying and what's going on in their lives. And you take the position of a learner uh, from the, what the other person has to teach or what the other person has to share with you rather than, you know, it being all about you, right? People love to talk about themselves. And so if somebody asks you about you and your life, obviously feel free to share. But I think it's also important to find that balance in the conversation, And for me, it usually means listening more than I'm speaking. It means uh, taking in more of what the other person is saying and being a soundboard for them rather than having the spotlight on myself, right? And people appreciate that. Number four, this is the most important one and it's the hardest one for so many people to get. Read the cues, right? If you were in a conversation and you can tell the other person is just lost, gone, not paying attention, has no clue what you're talking about, have the conscientiousness to shift the conversation, to ask them questions, to put the spotlight on them. Because if you're losing them and you're just talking, you're literally just talking to hear your own voice. and nobody's going to care, you know? Um, so that's not a way to really boost your social wellness in a way because people aren't going to want to conversate with you. They're going to be like, man, that guy was just talking about, I don't even know what he was saying. He just kept going on and on and I just really couldn't connect with him. So it's important to find commonalities and spend time on those rather than you talking about your interest and in just going on and on and on about that where you can clearly tell the other person has no idea. So read the cues, right? So if they're if you're losing that eye contact, if they're standing with their arms folded and looking around the room like they're trying to break from the conversation in some way, be able to read that and shift that a little bit or know when it's time to end the conversation and carry on with yourself, right? And so that leads me to number 5. Number 5 is end conversations with a punch. And what I mean by this is when you are having a conversation with somebody, don't just let the conversation just kind of trickle out and then you kind of walk off kind of thing. No, after a conversation when you can kind of read the cue and you can tell the conversation's coming to the end, man so and so, it was so great talking to you today. I, you know, I, I would really like to see you again soon, man. I hope you have a great day, and uh, it was just good talking to you. Doing that leaves a lasting impact on somebody. Like, dang, man, that was that was a good conversation. That was nice. You know, just ending with a punch makes a big difference between just like this trailing off and you know kind of dipping out of the conversation people would be like uh i can't remember what we talked about and then you just left you know so ending with a punch man dude great seeing you you know hey have a great day i'll see you later you know end with the punch end with um In the conversation with meaning, with purpose, right? And so, um, guys, that's really it. That's the top five that I have. And I really feel like you can take all of these and utilize these for a single conversation, or you may be able to take each one and kind of piece it together when you see fit. But nonetheless, these are five super important things that have helped me on a personal level boost my social skills a little bit and ultimately be able to cultivate more relationships, communicate better, and feel that sense of social uh, wellness that we all desire. Fire, right so uh, yes yeah, awesome thank you guys for listening I hope y'all have some happiness so Please do something to support it in whatever way you can, whether it be sharing the social media or telling people about it, you know, share some of the information that you learned, utilize the information, and if you want to take it a step further. I know you guys have heard this already, but I'm gonna keep harping on it because I'm so proud of it. I just released a 90-day fitness planner that is guaranteed to take you to a new level. Yes, this is my high-powered fitness planner. And guys, I'm gonna put a link in the show notes so that it can take you right to where you want it. I'll ship it right to your house from me, myself. I'll do that. Uh, You can also get this thing on my website at www.chaseinspires.com. You can reach out to me on social media or through email. You can find all this stuff in the show notes and I would be happy to get you a copy. Guys, let me tell you, when I am proud of this thing, it is worth $45, $50, $60. I'm giving it away right now for $20. Literally a 20 spot. You know, Save yourself that $12 coffee or whatever it may be and get yourself a planner that's going to take you through 90 days that's actually going to bring you to a heightened sense of, well-being in your physical health, you know, in your spiritual—it's gonna help you in so many different areas. I, I assure you, when I say that you take the information you're learning from the podcast, utilize it in your personal training, in your fitness, and in your health, guys, your life is gonna change dramatically. So please give that a check. Uh, check that out, and I will see you guys.